take out the vital organs and you burn all that stuff. And that takes care of the problem. You are now listening to From the Pit. It's killing a lot of people. Just <laughs> three, two, one, here we are. <laughs> all right. Uh, we're here talking to uh, Tyler of Not. Tyler, how you doing? I'm doing all right. God. Immediate silence. Doing good. good. job. Oh, I was waiting. Sorry. <laughs> Thought you had some, some shit no, already. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Ah, you know. Uh, can't complain. Cold. Cold? A little, cold. A little, a little chilly. But nah, I mean, we're good. I mean. Yeah, it's like, dude, it's like, it's like 48 degrees where I live. That's not cool. Nah, well, <laughs> not really. Yeah, once, you're, once uh, it... you were, you, you were in Alaska at one point, correct? Born and raised, yeah. Whew. No shit. Where, exact, where exactly in Alaska are you from? I'm from Juneau. It's a small town, but also the capital. I named I named my old husky after Juneau. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm actually heading back there for Christmas pretty soon. It's um, probably going to be fucking cold. So. <laughs> I imagine oh, you so. You mean you mean Alaska at the end of December might be cold? No way. Perhaps. It might be. So you got to be that dude walking around in like 40 degree weather in shorts and sandals and shit, right? That's me. The all all black shorts and a t-shirt <laughs> and getting funny looks from ladies while I go groceries. So how'd you end up going from Alaska to Seattle? What was the, the driving force there? Well, uh, I wanted to go to school for, for audio recording and there wasn't anything. There was literally nothing for that back home so uh i went to the closest place that had it which was seattle and uh kind of went back and forth you know spent the summers back home working and the school year in seattle and uh after school was done i decided that i had to stay in seattle for the the opportunity of music stuff see i would have thought that the answer would have just been i well i went down there because i just wanted a slightly lower chance of dying of pneumonia (laughs) (laughs) i've had pneumonia it sucks (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's a lot yeah. see now be. I just feel like an asshole no <laughs> uh, I got I got annoyed just by being an idiot kid and being underdressed in the winter Oof. it's okay so, yeah. I'm from California I used to do the same thing yeah. every time I would get sick my parents would just be like you know you deserved it and I'm like yeah I, I went I, uh, I went camping with basically nothing and I woke up and it was hard to breathe Ooh, <laughs> That's oh, my oh I'm really that's... cold and my lungs hurt. I wonder what happened. So, uh, <laughs> like, well, we went like camping. Maybe I should maybe I should have at least brought a light sweater. <laughs> we went camping right. in uh, the mountains of PA, which probably doesn't hold a candle to Alaska. And then uh, all of us went into one tent and sardined. Yep. I mean, I couldn't imagine. <laughs> I mean, it is a it is a legitimate survival technique. Like, oh hell yeah, we were comfy as shit. It was cold as fuck. <laughs> we were comfy as shit. Right. <laughs> so uh, with that uh, you know i gotta imagine uh being in alaska uh that 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 environment had to have had some effect on the music uh some some amount of inspiration oh i hope so <laughs> i hope so too it's hard to say when you're uh when you're writing uh specifically with i guess the way the knot is where it's um a solo project or it was so now i have no uh I had no one to bounce ideas off of and kind of like have that that open, you know, discussion as things came about. So it was just 
me living my life and then over the course of months putting songs together. So uh, whether the environment affected that or not, probably did. But there was no like, uh, there was no one there. It was just me and a computer and a guitar. So oh, I mean, it's, I it's mean, kind of hard to say. There was no like, ref- there's no reflection during the process or even afterward, really. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I kind of get where you're coming from personally, because that's what I do. It's just like me and my instruments and my recording interface. And that's it. Yeah. So I, I get where you're coming from. I mean, it's it's nice to I mean, I understand that it's nice to just have have all the music to yourself because then you can do it, you know, ostensibly the way you want to do it. But, you know, it also is kind of nice to have other people to bounce ideas off of. And you never know when somebody might actually manage to make your music sound better or throw an idea oh, out absolutely. there that you had to consider. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, actually just announced yesterday that Not is now a live force. Um, I spent the last couple of weeks assembling a band. And yeah. uh, I mean, just learning the material, uh, the different the different spin and flavors that people put on stuff that I, in my head, was you know, locked in. You know, this is how the drums go. This is how you play these riffs. You know, not a Nazi about it, but just thinking about it that way. And then jamming through songs and hearing like a cool, like, you know, spin sizzle thing on a ride in a, in a spot that I wasn't expecting in a song I've heard 10 billion times or, uh, you know, alternate takes on harmonies and stuff. It was really cool. And uh, the future of not is bright for that very reason <laughs> to get to not just be me. <laughs> I saw, yeah, I saw that post yesterday. So, um, I guess you kind of answered right there, but, um, are they your new members or, are they more of like a live crew or are you guys going to write together? That's kind of uh, undecided yet. Okay. It's currently a live band. Um, I really like these dudes and I like playing with them, but I haven't worked with like creating with them yet. Sure. So, you know, time will tell, but I'm definitely not opposed to that. Cool. So, so, so I, I actually had a question. Um, I, I feel like it, I feel like it always yields interesting answers. Um, could you go into the, background and the meaning of the name of your project <laughs> um so all right let me let me uh, charge that up from the the depths of memory uh <laughs> just do do the best you can <laughs> okay so i was like i don't know 19 and i had uh, barely decided that i wanted to try to write for the first time i'd been in bands you know i had yeah. I'd been like shitty local death metal bands and stuff, but uh, but you know what? I can try this out. And seeing seeing um, people online like uh, like Misha Mansoor, who had Periphery, and he also had his like solo bulb stuff, mm-hmm. and seeing people like uh, um, like Drusif Stalin and people like that that were making their own shit, I was like, you know what? I can do that, and I could <laughs> you know try my hand. But they all had pen names. You know, you had you had bulb. Yeah, Drusif and shit like that. They weren't bands. They had their like uh, persona or whatever. So I was just kind of mulling around, like, the fuck should I call this? You know, Tyler's songs doesn't sound very brutal. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to think of something, and I was kind of tossing it around, and I really broke it down, really um, in a non-poetic and almost mathematical way, where I wanted. Like retro, retro, like um, 
actively constructed this name. It was like, all right, I want it to be one syllable. I want it to be kind of harsh and confusing. I don't want a lot of vowels. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> built it around that. And then I stumbled upon the idea of like not, like N-O-T-T. So I asked a couple people, asked some friends, and I asked my mom, and they're like, what does that mean? I was like, oh, perfect, it's awesome. I was like, no, 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 no. You just want it to be as ambiguous and exactly. uh, esoteric as and esoteric as possible. Yeah, so I, I Googled it, and the only thing that popped up was there was this uh, like old like Norwegian goddess of night or something. Like, that's pretty cool. I mean, that's not what it is, but if people want to infer that, that's sweet. <laughs> you know, well, it's, that. It's, it's funny that you say so, because when I first saw the, or, and heard the name of your project, I did, there was a part of me that immediately did jump to, is this like, is there like a Scandinavian etymology to this word? Like, is is that where this comes from? Like, yeah, like but, there's that side of it, but it didn't like specifically with my application of those four letters that they were unrelated. And well, um, I mean, you did succeed in one thing. You only have one vowel. Yes. <laughs> I mean, one, I mean, one out of four. One out of four ain't bad. Yeah. In time, I can grow the other vowels, but for now, I'll rock with the O. You you and, know what? You, uh, instead, yeah. just add an. Just add an umlaut over the O. Oh, man. <laughs> Every time. So, like, oh, it's just, it's kind of frustrating. It's like, a, I don't know, my name's Tyler. So sometimes deaf people will be like, hey, what's your name? I'm Tyler. Oh, Kyle? Hang on a second. <laughs> you're fucking you're Travis? Like, you're, you're so wrong. And I feel the same shit happens all the time with uh, not because it'll get all caps all the time. Or people ask me like what the abbreviation stands for. It's like, you guys don't understand. Or there'll be umlauts over it. Or like, it's I don't know. It's just uh, look. It's, all it's I'm weird. saying, it's weird enough to where people don't even remember how to spell it. So that's awesome. When look, I all I'm saying this, that's challenge. All, all I'm I... saying, all I'm saying is umlauts are metal. You should. They are. So. They are. But I like to. I'll leave. Uh, I'll leave Lemmy with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, going too soon. Well, yeah, R.I.P. Yeah, Rip Lemmy. Well, I thought I would die before Lemmy. <laughs> we all. Yeah, were. yes, so <laughs> did I. Uh, so you know, uh, your newest release, uh, the Wretched Sounds. Yeah. Uh, I was I was listening to that and then went back and uh, I listened to Devouring Deities, and it's interesting okay. to hear the the progression where it went from. Uh, a somewhat straightforward death metal to something a bit more um hr geiger yeah <laughs> accurate oh yeah. fun fact fun fact it's actually pronounced geiger really oh, right. yeah no kidding oh. fair enough we've all we've uh, all been fucking up for years it's okay i didn't know this until like six months ago but uh i Should mean I what led to the to the current sound that you're you're kind of rolling with just uh progression over time i guess uh after devouring <laughs> devouring deities was just like uh it wasn't like such a, a planned out thing if i want to write an album about this and i want to write songs about that it was more of can i write songs let's try it so once i had amassed enough music for an ep it wasn't like i'm write 10 songs and then like pick the eight best ones or whatever right it was like i'm gonna write you know 25 minutes of music and see if it's good so i just kept building and building and building just whatever 
came. And then when it was done, I you know checked that box and realized, oh wait, I should probably get someone to do some art for that. I should probably figure out how bands even release music. You know, I learned all of that the a long, slow, stupid way. Uh, and then, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, when that came out, though, I was like, okay, time for the next EP, which was Obsidian Depths. And I thought, okay, now with some actual planning, because the first one was fun, what can I do to actually make this different? So I made it three songs long. Each were exactly six minutes long, which is hard to do. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> Writing songs that are like, that reach a certain time limit without seeming like they're dragging along just to like fit that bill. And then uh, I made a lot more techie, a lot of, a lot, you know, weird mathy number shit like this riffs in five, four, and then that's in seven, eight. For no reason other than I chose for it to do that. <laughs> and uh, so following that same idea of like, how do I want to build these songs? Eventually that got us to the wretched sounds where it sounds the way it does and feels the way it feels. And the next album will be even different based on that kind of metric of what do I want to be different this time? I will say, um, <clears throat> I like your, I like your approach by quite simply asking the question, can I write songs? I mean, I feel, I feel like like anyone who's going to start like attempting to write music should probably start there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how I approach most things. Like, you know, can I snowboard? And then you eat shit. And go, nope. <laughs> <laughs> now back back to the uh, back to the studio. Yeah, time to try this out again, or get a trainer or something. Take some lessons. And then and then you end up then you end up with a with your leg in a cast, and you're like. Well, I guess I can't snowboard. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all that that's funny anecdotal, you know, just throwaways. But I mean, it's still impressive to say, like, I'm going to go do a thing. And then, you know, what, a couple of releases in and you're, you're doing pretty much like master recordings. Like everything sounds as if you exactly knew what you're doing to me. <laughs> so, Thank you. Yeah, shit. Yeah, I mean, that's, um, that's a dual effort on myself and my good friend Lance, who, uh, basically mixed the whole thing. I, he and I engineered everything and uh, I like pre-mixed all the stuff, but then he put all the like the magic shine on it. So Sure, dude, and I know how far that can go. I mean, I was trying to self-produce some shitty dubstep back when that was popular and, <laughs> you know, from just getting the music out there and being sold to mastering it. I mean, it's a lot of fucking work. Yeah. Is this, is this back in like 2010 when people actually gave a shit about that? Yeah, probably exactly around then. <laughs> oh, yeah. We didn't even master it. I know it's like a taboo. It's a thing you don't want to admit, really. But we just like, should I pay someone else to fuck with my stuff or could I just pretend I'm a mastering engineer? Can I master it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, mean, I mean, to to be fair, one thing I did learn from my audio engineer pals is that, you know, they they all seem to have told me the same thing. Look, if you're recording instruments, like especially through amps, if you can get a decent enough tone right off the bat, the level of mixing and mastering that you need to do goes down drastically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's there's two parts to that. There's the the good rule is what what I call what it was called when I was in school, which is if you have you know a good song played by a good performer with good instruments good microphones, good. If everything is good in the chain, there's no reason for that to product to not be good right out of the bat. 
once you start making things great, you know, a great song, a great performer, great instrument, great mics, great engineer, totally raw, it's going to be great. It kind of follows that metric. So, you know, we did what we could to make it as good as possible going into the computer and going into everything to where we didn't have to do as much as, uh, you know, we would have otherwise. And we followed the mix, uh, the mix process the same way. We're like, all right, let's just get this as good as possible, assuming that we're not going to send this to someone to, you know, clean up our shit. And then when it was all said and done, we're sitting there listening to it going, do we need to master this? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> the, so listening. we just did our own, like, you know, impromptu, like, making levels even kind of uh, master. And the second note is that there's only, like, five master engineers on the planet that are actually good at what they do. And I don't want to... <laughs> pay a bajillion dollars to get my yeah. songs a little bit louder for a CD. Not, not, not that you're tr not, not to disparage the mastering community in general, but there's really only five good ones. I don't think there is a mastering community. It's like there's 10 of them and then half of them are good. So <laughs> yeah, that... I, I don't, I don't think any, I don't think anyone in this call can afford like Andy Sneeper, you know? Right. So. Right. Well, we I don't, we I don't know where uh, Kurt Ballou falls on your list, but a lot of younger bands are going over to him to get some, some shit done. So, I don't know who that is. So uh, a, a lot of what I just said is kind of talking out my ass. So, <laughs> <laughs> word. Well, definitely I, not an expert. When it comes to you know what? Though? You know what? I genuinely appreciate the honesty. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the fact that you're just like, the fact that you're just like willing to come out and say, you know, look, uh, I'm kind of just talking out of my ass here. Like, I, I actually kind of respect that. <laughs> well, uh, I, I respect that you respect it. Aww. I mean, uh, all said and done, uh, the the effort that you put into it shows. Uh, I Thank was, you. I was also gonna say, uh, especially with like wretched sounds, like that atmosphere on that album is fucking thick. It, it, you know what? It, it it's thick, but as I listened um, through it a few times, it's not one note. Like no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying that. Yeah. it's one note. But it's like, but like, you know, like, what I like about it is that it. Like it we produces... often jest about chugcore. I mean, bunch you know. of zeros, the occasional one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> binary core, <pretty> much. <laughs> right? Never use the two. One string deathcore. Uh, <laughs> no, this is a situation where like that, doing that the, I guess what you say like the almost the chugging style death metal and adding that atmosphere to it, it just it blends so perfectly to it, where it makes it feel like one album while there's a lot of like dynamic going on throughout. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was going for that. So glad it worked. <laughs> it's actually when you, uh, when you said that you're, you're originally from Alaska, it was one of the I was like a lot of times I'm hearing certain songs and whatnot. I automatically were going to images of like, snow and stuff like that mm -hmm. that cold like, sound you always talk about mm, i love it bleak mountainscapes and darkness and shit like that yeah i mean look if we're if this is the if this is the aesthetic we're talking about and the name combined with a name has has anyone ever just like straight up told you like i was expecting like scandinavian style black metal out of this i haven't been asked or told that before that no. is weirdly surprising to me <laughs> Well, it was um, a couple of weeks ago. I was wearing one of my own shirts because it was laundry day. I'm not one of those guys. <laughs> and uh, I was like getting groceries. Oh, fuck. Hang on. Computer. Are you there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're here. 
Oh shit. Okay. My dumb computer went to sleep for half a second. I stopped. What <laughs> <laughs> um, was I talking about? Oh yeah. Uh, I was getting groceries and I decided to go get some like, you know, JoJo's and the dude behind the counter, some like angry looking dad, he was staring at my shirt instead of me as I was ordering. <laughs> and uh, like, that's not super unusual wearing metal shirts, but it was my shirt. So I was like hyper aware of it. And at the end he goes, do you know what that word not means? Like, no. What does it mean? <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> please, please enlighten me. And he goes, it's an old Icelandic goddess. You should check, look into that. And I'm like, thanks, man. I will. Yeah, these guys are pretty cool. Check them out. I like the super like weird <laughs> undertone of trying to market. <laughs> For a it's second. a clever te- it's a clever tactic though. Until they come and see you, and then it goes, "Oh, it's that fucking guy." I was gonna, uh, for a second, I thought you were going to go down the road of like they were going to they're going to say like, "Oh, oh, who's band? Like, where are they from?" And then you would have to be like the, oh, it's. It's my it's band. Me. It's my friend's band. They suck. Don't check them out. You won't like it, I promise. Wait. It's really bad. It's all right. I'll, I'll trap kids at work in the car and start putting on death metal. And it's like, you like this, right? <laughs> they don't. Wait, I already I already do that, though. <laughs> I, thought that, I thought that was my gimmick. Oh yeah, by the way, Tyler, um yeah. I'm curious as a another kind of like musician nerd here, I just have I just have to ask. Um are because I realize you are you are tuning really, really low. Yeah. And I'm wondering, are you playing like uh are you playing extended range like seven, eight string guitars or are you just doing the demolic thing where you take a six string and you just like knock it down to A or something? How how nerdy do you want my response to be? Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I feel like I feel like we should. Uh, it's gonna, we should it's gonna open a, a beautiful can of worms. Well, I mean, uh, it's we got time. I don't know. <laughs> sweet. Well, I'm, in, I'm in no rush, man. I uh, so I'm playing an eight string guitar. Okay. Um. So typically, that's you know the top six are like E to E with a lower B and then an even lower F sharp. Yeah. Uh, on devouring deities, I just drop that F sharp to E. Okay. And then. Uh, for the last couple things, I've been drop D, but like double drop D. So basically, you drop that that lower F sharp to an E, and then the okay. whole guitar, you drop a whole step. Okay. So my lowest string is like a bass guitar's drop D. Yeah. So you're you're basically playing rubber bands at that point. <laughs> no, because you you get thick strings yep. and a yeah. long scale. So I've got oh, a no. 30, thirty inch scale guitar, and I'm, the lowest string is an eighty gauge oh dude i've got i'm I'm looking at my i'm looking i'm looking at my jackson right now and it's straight yeah. up with i think 13s and it's in nice. a and it's an a standard yeah because like like i mentioned i started listening to demolic and i'm like i want to play that low but i just don't want to buy a seven string uh and it's like wait they just buy six strings and they just knock them down five steps i can do that yeah <laughs> i did that for a while but i i didn't like how i basically lost like the higher two strings when I went down the slow. Yeah. And with an eight string, I, I maintained my original range, but I extended lower. And the, the bass uh, on the note of like notes and string and stuff. So the, the guitar is, you know, an octave below drop D. It's like a bassist drop D. 
And normally a bass hits an octave below the guitar. I don't want it all to exist in the same realm yeah. for the sake of avoiding that sameness, that, that one note thing you guys are talking about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the bass is also an octave below drop D. The bass is sub-contra. So that's just like D-A-D-G, except my lowest string is a 182-gauge string. <laughs> <laughs> you just... Shit. Oh man, that makes my penis so hard. <laughs> fucking, <laughs> fucking telephone cables out there. It's it's like when I, I, I so I like the Dario strings. Uh, if they're listening, please. But um, yes. I like them a lot. And the thickest thing they make for you know my scale length bass is like a hundred and thirty-five for like a five-string bass, like a B. Mm -hmm. So I had to go get this extra string made by some dude over in the UK. <laughs> yep. It takes forever. Like you, not, no fault of theirs. I'm sure they have a bunch of orders coming in. But you order the string, and then like three months later, you get your string. And when it's in the the like bubble mailer package, just to wrap it in a circle to fit in the package, it's like this tight. It's like a spring ready to explode. Like it's yeah. It's got so, so when so you much tension, when you were unpacking it, were you worried it was gonna like pop out and take your eye? Yeah, like when you when you break a string on a guitar and you're you're new to it and you're afraid it's gonna like whip up and hit your hand or hit your eye or something. It was kind of like that, but like times ten. And I was really like, yeah, I was legit nervous. Like, am I gonna hurt someone? Like you, me? Yeah, you, <laughs> you could with that fucking thing. I was gonna, like, yeah. I remember years ago when I was still playing bass. Uh, Warwick came out with a bass that was t uh, tuned uh, F sharp B E A, and like I always wanted one so bad, but they, I think they were like. God, they were like I think like four or five grand because it was Warwick. Right. God, was, I want a Warwick Dolphin so bad, but they don't uh, exist anymore. Warwick's see, are just this, nice this, instruments. This is this is where I'm. This is where I become the uncool guy and say that like my favorite basses are just like the basic PV Foundation four strings. Those sound <laughs> good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they they are that they do have the best sounding passes bass pickups I've ever heard. So you know, there's this. <laughs> sorry, go on. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna nerd out. There's this uh, bass company. I think they're called Padalka Guitars. Maybe I just found them on Instagram one day, and they make these like paddles. It's like a giant hunk of wood <laughs> that is a bass. It's it's the hardest thing to explain. It's like uh, you could build a house out of them. How do you spell that? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna look them up real quick. I'm re I'm looking it up right now. Hopefully, I don't do the wrong name. Yeah, this no. is. This is the no, it's damn it. <laughs> Wait, no, yeah, this is it. So yeah, I just can't remember, can't quite remember how to spell it. Yeah, it's so it's P A D A L K A. Padalka. Okay. Yeah, that sounds wow. familiar. That honestly They're, sounds like Jesus. Oh. I want one really bad, but I actually hit them up and uh, said, "Hey, I want that bass. Can you?" Can you give me a price on it? And instead of giving me the price on what I asked for, they gave me like an order form. Like, oh, fill this out and then see if you still want one. And it was like eight grand. Like, oh, okay. Oh. Guess not. Guess yes. I'm not getting one of those. Once you get into Probably that. ever. <laughs> see, honestly, Tyler, you know what you should do instead? Uh, hit up Aristides. Uh, are you familiar with them? Uh, yes. I didn't know that's how you said it. Yeah, I believe it's pronounced Aristides anyway. But yeah, they're um, like the, especially for living in like more extreme weather conditions, like you occasionally do. 
right. something that is non-wood would probably be a great idea for you. Like something that's immune to temperature changes and pressure changes. Like a plastic or acrylic guitar or something? Yeah, I mean, I have a I have a guitar with a graphite neck on it, and it's the single greatest guitar neck I've ever played in my life. Mm-hmm. And it was arguably the greatest, like, $200 I've ever spent. I'll look into that. I'm on their website yeah. right now, actually. It looks like uh, that dude from Emperor that makes prog stuff now. I don't want to say his name and say it wrong. Oh, Ishan or something like that? <laughs> yeah, that. Is, is Oh, Ison. That's yeah. it. Is that how you say it? Ison, yes. Yeah. I mean, I love his stuff. I'm I'm very familiar with him. I just didn't want to misstate it on the on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All I know uh, is Ishan's shade. Got it. Yeah, magic yeah, baby. Yeah, boy. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> fucking nerds. Ah, <laughs> right. uh, you know what, Phil? Don't pretend like you don't love every second of this, though. Of yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Magic the Gathering. That, oh. in case you missed that reference that just happened, yeah, there. he's That's, not on card, card post. That was a magic reference. Yeah, they, See, these, here's, these here's fucking the nerds just brought magic <laughs> on on our goddamn podcast. That's the most metal card <laughs> game in existence. It it really is. I don't play it, but all my friends tried to. I, I think I was just too dumb in high school. Like, <laughs> <laughs> See, here's the thing: you're not you're not dumb. Magic is just a kind of a complicated game. <laughs> Very. Like, I, yeah. I tried. I, just, I tried learning yeah. how to play it in college, and I just could not fucking figure it out. I just developed a big old case of like the impatient fuckets. Like this game <laughs> sucks. I don't want to. <laughs> it's cool. The art is cool. You guys play, and I'll just look at the art like a five year old. Oh no, dude. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, like it's it's funny because most of my most of my friend my friend groups are giant fucking nerds of some kind. <laughs> So I'm either like the token, the token non-magic geek, or like the token non-weeaboo of all my uh, friend groups, and it's always awkward. Non-magic, non-weeaboos. Yeah. No, I, I, I got, I got, I got a little too into, little too into music, and a little too into guitar playing. Well, you to, can't really do that. So I think you made yeah. the right choice. I think I did too. I mean, we're, I mean, music ner- musician nerds are like just as insufferable in a lot. of of ways oh yeah can be. yeah i i, mean, I find myself being the insufferable like I'll, I'll make some reference to something and no one knows the fuck i just said <laughs> i know it's like it's like i'll occasionally because i'm i'm just retarded like that i'll just occasionally like name drop obscure like <laughs> middle bands and people will say like who the fuck are you talking about i'm like oh wait uh, i don't I'm even mixed, want to explain this like i'm in mixed yeah. company nobody's gonna understand this and right it's, it's even worse when they <laughs> ask you to explain what you're talking about you're like I don't okay. want to. It's like, okay, well, you're all like, going to okay, hate well, me by the time I'm done explaining <laughs> right. this. No, it's it's awful because then you start you start to wonder. You know. It's like how do how do I how do I explain the lyrical content of the early Gorguts albums? Shit, right? Like, oh no, and or like having to if you make some really right when um that stuff that very recent stuff happened with Pat O'Brien. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, that yeah. Poor I made. I made a reference, like jokingly, to a friend. Like I looked at my phone, he was looking at his phone. I saw the thing, and then out loud, like an idiot that can't hold thoughts in his head, I made a reference to like the church burning stuff in Norway. Yeah. <laughs> on fire. Like I made some like Varg Vikernes reference, and he was like, "What even is that?" And I had to ask myself, like, "Do I have time?" 
<laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> that's, a, that's a rabbit hole. Rewind to the nineties. You have thirty all minutes. You, I mean, all all you really have to do is just say like, "Look, just know that Varg prefers his cornflakes crispy." Right. <laughs> oh Jesus. Uh, yeah, there's there there's a fucking there's a fucking deep goofy reference. So uh, so getting back to the the wretched sounds. Uh, yeah. Which is a which is a name I wish I'd thought of. Frankly. Yeah, it is, it is a good one. Uh, but there's a it seems like there's a really heavy doom influence on the album. Did that come from anywhere specific? Probably from my utter love for stoner doom stuff. <laughs> okay. I, I I don't really listen to. Uh, I don't know if it's appropriate to, to phrase it like this, but to my uh, contemporaries or peers, I don't. I don't know if that's a, an appropriate way to phrase it, but I don't really listen to like other modern, current, death, uh, deathcore bands or whatever. Whenever I see someone post like "Here's my new band" on Facebook, I just ignore it because I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to listen to like uh, listen to a lot of like uh, Ahab and Conan and I. I shit Electric you not. Wizard and uh, and shit like that. What the 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 first time I was listening through the wretched sounds, I was thinking of fucking Ahab. Uh, oh, so I love Ahab so much. Yeah, no, Ahab's phenomenal, and and I get where you're coming from with the uh, with sort of the the modern uh, bands. A lot of them, it's become very cookie cutter. Uh, we we bitch about it a lot on the show, where it's like it, it's nothing but just droning. Like the, right. it never builds to anything. Um, there's, no, there's no like musical story. It doesn't. Yes. And that's what I uh, what I liked hearing here was you know it's not just a, a straight doom album. There's 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 more elements to it. Yeah. What <laughs> um, what makes it hard in that in that realm is like figuring out what to even call it. Like a, we're talking about genres or whatever. Yeah. And it, you, you can make the argument, oh, you don't need to just let music be music. Like that's all good and well. But I am trying to reach people, so there's the whole like internet marketing side of things. Where I have to figure out, you know, which groups to worm my way into, you know, which hashtags to use. Like, I have to, I have to care about something that I don't. And I find myself using like, you know, hashtag deathcore and like hating typing each letter. Like uh, <laughs> I don't want to do this. It's tough. I I, I've uh, I've had the discussion with a couple people who are like. All these subgenres are dumb, and I'm like, yeah, but they're they're it's it's in a weird way necessary because it's, it's very important. Like, yeah, exactly. Someone who's who's looking for, you know, a specific style of death metal is going to be really right. upset if if you throw fucking power metal at them and and just yeah. say, well, it's all just metal. Uh, yeah, if, if someone curated me like a like a mixtape or a burn CD or whatever, or, you know, whatever, and okay, it's it's a metal thing for you because I want you to check this out, and it had like. Slipknot and Agorcorn <laughs> Nosebleed and like Queensryche on it. I'd be really confused. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, and that's that that does make it tough. I mean, um, uh, we're we're pretty close with a, a band from Boston called Casador, who uh, it's kind of similar. They're also kind of a doom band, but they've brought in a lot of elements of like hardcore and uh, and and just all kinds of different shit. So it's like. I don't feel right just calling this uh, doom, but like, how do you fucking 
how do you market it to people like without making it a fucking 15 word subgenre? Exactly. Like, um, uh, I was rehearsing through some material with the band and, um, it's, it's really weird as a brief side note, uh, before I get to that, it's weird to like hearing a song, you know, from like the DAW or from iTunes or whatever, and not playing with a live drummer or a live guitar player, hearing it, that's still something back to you. And I had the thought, during a section that was really fucking fast, like, this is fast. This is this is hard. This is hard to play, uh, you know, 50 times a row to make sure we're doing it right. Is this Doom? Is this is this Deathcore? It, what what am I doing? <laughs> what genre is this? And it made me really kind of, because I, I got kind of comfortable, you know, copy-pasting the same kind of tags. It made me question, like, do I even have a finger on the pulse of what genre I'm even putting out because I listen to a lot of Doom and there's a lot of Doom elements in my stuff but is this like would some elite Doom snob be all like pissed if I called my music Doom so yeah and then you know, to, to be fair if someone tells you if someone tells you that they're a Doom snob <laughs> don't <laughs> listen to them don't they they don't have anything worth to say worth you hearing. just yeah you can just turn your ears off and you know smile and yeah. nod but I mean, there's there's the other side of it too, where like, how many people are you missing by labeling it Doom? How many people might be into this right. who see, oh, it's Doom, yeah, I'm I, I'm good on that, and it's like, yeah, yeah. but it's it's yeah. not like, it's, it's tricky, yeah. Like, uh, I think like I I started putting um Prague in in there. I thought like I'm just gonna get if it's the wrong person sees my shit and asks, you know, is this Prague? <laughs> goes to Prague <laughs> Snob or something. Like, this fucking thinks he's making Prague music. All this 4-4. Four, four. <laughs> this isn't fucking Gentle Giant. What is this? Right. <laughs> I had a friend who actually found one of their vinyls at a store, and it was actually kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, they're an interesting band. Uh, no. Shit, I never really thought about that from, like, the artist side of it. Because we sit here and have a lot of discussions about genre and subgenres. And, and it's easy as a listener to talk about. But, yeah, when it comes to, to having to put shit out, I, I hadn't even considered that. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it is easy for us to sit here and, you know, like, shit talk about genres and stuff. But, I mean, it, it is true. Like, you, you, you do some, you do in a way kind of have to worry about <laughs> or at least wonder about who you're marketing to as a musician. Right. And, and you know, at, at first, and at least during most parts of it, you don't, you don't want to, I don't know, I can't speak, I can only speak for myself, but you don't want to make music or, you know, art, if you want to phrase it like that. Art. You don't want to, you know, cater to someone. You don't want to like, oh, well, they might like this more, so I'm going to do this instead. Because, you know, Fuck who likes it or not, you want to make your own shit, right? But also, when it's when it's done and you do want to market it and you do want to like, you know, have people check out your stuff, uh, maybe even go ahead and you know perform, try to sell CDs, sell shirts. Then the question really comes back up from the woodwork, like, hey, what even is this? How do we market this? And like, whether you care or not, you're kind of forced to. Is the thing. Yeah, it's it's interesting, and I mean, we're all kind of, um, we're a little privileged over here, being right outside the Philly scene, where, uh, 
the 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 metal and hardcore scene is just fucking thriving uh, around here. I don't know how it is out in uh, in Seattle, um, but we get whole fucking lineups that are you know you go to a hardcore show and there's also a fucking there's a deathcore band opening. There's a fucking like you'll see doom acts around a that's Philly hardcore cool. show. Yeah, it uh, really doesn't seem to be like segregation anymore. No, not not around here. But it, so it, it, it's easy for especially the three of us to forget. Like, oh yeah, a lot of the a lot of the scenes out there probably aren't that. I'm sure like there are people who just like they want to book a hardcore show or they just want to fucking well, death metal. Yeah, show. I mean, granted, this was like for us, this was a little over a decade ago, and I know everything's really changed a lot. The way even even just social media has changed the way music is advertised and sold, but um. We went to record, yeah, we went to record up in um, North Virginia, and we went to a few shows. We had about a week out there, and it was just that. It was like, we went and we saw like a, you know, down-tempo death metal show, and that's all that was there, and and the crowd was tiny, and yeah, I mean, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, so what's it like out there? I mean, have you you taken this live yet, or is that... uh is that what you're working on currently, you know, now having a band? We haven't performed yet. We're going to be doing that in the beginning of 2019. Okay. Uh, we're in the process of kind of booking things and, and mapping it all out. Uh, but as a, as a concert goer, as an attendee, um, I, I'm busy. I have a job. I do all that stuff. So I can't go to every show I want to. I go to a fraction. But I still try to make it out often. I had probably two shows a month, which feels like a lot, especially when you're like in the pit and broken for a week afterwards. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, from what I can tell, and this is, I really can't speak on behalf of like the Seattle scene because I am kind of a, uh, I don't know if I'm an outsider, but I'm like a newcomer, you know? Right. Because I'm from, from somewhere else that didn't have a scene. Uh, when I had a band there, that was the scene. Like, <laughs> it's us. And uh, now I'm here and I'm trying to, like, keep my eyes open and really absorb everything I can. And it feels like there's a handful of bands that are always opening. It's like the same three or four bands that are always opening for these bigger shows that roll through. Okay. And then there's a, but then there's, like, like, this weird underground that I'm trying to tap into of all these other bands that do these local shows and these like local circuits that the venue opener bands are not really a part of. At least that's, that's what I gather from it. I could be totally off, off base, but it's like this weird, like hidden club that I'm trying to get into. Like where, where are the shows? What venues even exist for stuff like this? And, that's yeah. That sort of uh, thing's tough. I mean, we still have a little bit of that in Philly where like you'll see flyers occasionally and it won't show an address. It'll say, email this person to get the address for them. And it's like, Jesus, I'm too old for this shit. Because like, right. you know it's some dude's house. It, oh, house it show. is. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, but that we had that in Philly for a long time. Uh, the, the, the couple guys who have been really heavily booking have really built up a, a crazy scene here. But it used to be exactly that. Like, in order to, to get around the you know the the actual subculture you had to fucking meet people you had to fucking right. it was all word of mouth and it's uh there's something it, it it seems cool when you romanticize it but at the end of the day it's terrible <laughs> that, see that <clears throat> there doesn't sound like any way to romanticize that to me that just sounds awful 
Yeah. That was like a lot of work. It is. Well, it is. And it was yeah. easy to do when when I was like 16 or 17. It's like. Right. Yeah. Now I'm fucking. But not, but, I don't want to. Now, but now you're like, dude, I got to fucking work at seven in the morning. Well, is, it, is, it, is it really worth like, emailing this random fucking dude? Oh, God. There, there's shows that. I mean, I hate to admit this, but there's shows that I've passed on because I looked ahead like, I don't even know. I don't know how far to town. I don't know where I'm going to park, and I'm not willing to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that's exactly it. On top of that, I'm not trying to be the fucking weird 30-some-year-old dude showing up at a show full of fucking, like, you know, uh, 17, 18-year-old kids in some fucking punk house in West Philly. Mm. <laughs> like, I was... There's been a, speaking of the parking issue, like, there's been a few times where, uh, there's a town, Allentown, which is, like, probably two hours away from us. Um, and it's a shithole. It is. And every time I, I drive up, and I'm sitting there like, no, maybe there's gonna be some decent parking. I'm like, no, of course there fucking isn't. It's just all blocked up roads, and this town looks like my car's gonna get fucking put on bricks. God damn it. <laughs> it's gonna come back, and it's nothing but a chassis on cinder blocks. Fuck. Clean. Like, oh, but then like, you go to the show, it's usually awesome, and so far I've not had any issues, so... Yeah. Oh. I went to one house show like a year ago here in Seattle, and it was one of the weirdest nights ever, because the it was the same thing as happening. You know, email this person, figure out where it is. Like a buddy of mine reached out on behalf of the show he was playing. He goes, "Hey, you got to go to this place. It's called the, you know, like the Octopus or whatever the fuck." So I look it up. No Facebook. I look it up. No, no website. So I type it into my map, my like phone app, and it tells me to go to this place, like at the far fucking end of town. So that I'm already this committed, I'm gonna go check it out. I drive there, and it's this barbecue place. It's like totally not it at all. <laughs> <laughs> So, and what's, what's oh. super weird is I, I was just going to give up, but I walked in just like, maybe, like, maybe they're playing at this, you know, like, pork house. And uh, I walked in, I was really confused. And, you know, the, the bartender's like, what can I get you, sweetie? And I was like, uh, is this the octopus? Is there a show? And this old dude at the bar was like, the octopus has been dead for 10 years. And, like, one of those weird <laughs> old man. <laughs> Oh, oh! <laughs> Where'd it <That's> go? Great. <laughs> Eventually, oh. I, my buddies were like, "Oh yeah, no, it's the other place," and I had to go back to my side of town and like find this house. <laughs> Fuck! I missed like every band, but oh. it was a that it was a journey. So, much. so you didn't try any barbecue at the Dead Octopus? <laughs> no, man, it was it was weird. It was the kind of place where you walk in and you realize like, oh, everyone that is here was also here yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. it's that it was, it was like a cheers kind of place only not happy oh, and, uh... there's there's places i've been to where you walk into it and you're like man everyone here knows everyone and they're looking at right. me right now oh, yeah you walk through the door and it's like that fucking record scratch and everyone turns their fucking head and, yeah yeah who's this new guy can, can, can i have a beer please <laughs> right what do you have on tap? You don't know? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm from here. Oh, oh damn God. It. Yeah, I, I don't miss trying to find that. Thank God we have, like, actual venue shows. Now. Oh, God, yeah. Seriously. 
fuck. Man, Seattle right now, there's um there's like this epidemic of shit of like venues dying. It's weird. Um I don't know if this is probably hasn't reached uh reached out beyond, you know, the Puget Pacific Northwest, Puget Sound area, but like there's only so many venues that are actually metal venues, right? Like there's there's venues where you can go see some shitty little the folk band there's like a million of that shit especially up here in the seattle area or see you know uh like a like a rave or whatever like there's there's all sorts of that stuff but for metal it seems like there's only so many and like uh one of the venues um fucking shut down the other day due to all this long crazy bullshit they were dealing with one of the main venues uh got bought out and it's going to be demolished and turned into condos and we had to like fight they had like a ninety thousand signature petition go around to like stop it, and uh, it feels like all these cool places are like falling off. So it, I hope this doesn't continue. It's tough. Uh, we, I mean, we actually it, it all sounds very familiar. Uh, the scene out here around like Pennsylvania and Jersey went through something very similar. There's actually uh, there's a pretty cool documentary you can find online called Pennsylvania Hardcore. And they talk about all of the venues that would either shut down due to uh, us being a bunch of rowdy assholes and destroying the place, or like, you know, uh, it, it took a long time to to build up relationships. And now the the promoters who run all this shit actually have their own venue. But that was like fucking twenty years in the making. So yeah. it's it's tough. <clears throat> it's tough to get a scene started, especially when you can't fucking hold on to venues. Well, I mean, I mean, consider the kind of place where I live. Like, I live in a small, isolated little hick town of sixteen thousand people. Like, there is no scene here. Like, it, it doesn't exist. Like, we we have like maybe two venues total, and you know, they don't they don't host the kind of shows that people like me want to go to. If I want to go to a show, I got to drive at least three hours to Eugene, or maybe another four and a half to Portland. You know? Yeah. So, that's I mean, rough, but yeah, when not no, in Portland, you should do that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> here's the here's the thing. Uh, Portland is a cool place to visit, but you could not pay me to live there. I I could see that. I mean, I've only ever visited it, so it was cool. But I I can totally pick up what you're saying. Living in Seattle is rough. I mean, just from someone who comes from, like as you said, like a small hit town. Yeah. Uh, Juno, so where I'm from is the uh, the third biggest city in the whole state at like 28,000 people, and it felt kind of big growing up because all the neighboring communities are like 5,000, 300, you know, like villages and shit. It's like, oh sweet, I'm like from the city, and then you go to Seattle and realize, no, I am not. <laughs> <laughs> I am not from the city at all. So, yeah. It's it's been um, I mean I've been here on and off for like five years you know living here for a couple months at a time yeah but it's a it's, it like takes effort to to put up with a lot of the stuff here yeah that I imagine that's a, a huge adjustment to make yeah yeah Just, going from going from rural Alaska to you know the biggest city in Washington yeah yeah it just it changes like the pace of not just everyday life, but people. You know that the how fast they talk, how fast they walk, what they care about. Um, 
cities are bad for humans, I think. <laughs> and I don't know. I think it's it it kind of like forces you out of or forces you into this tribalistic mindset. <clears throat> it's not good. Uh, I don't even know what I'm talking about. I mean, are you are you are you alluding towards like clickishness, maybe? Honestly, dude, I don't even know what I'm alluding to. It's just, <laughs> just, it's just rambling. Like, well, it's like this this uh, this loose feeling in like the atmosphere that I've been aware of, kind of vaguely, and then on the spot, I tried to like harness it and throw it at a sentence, and then it didn't work. So there. if I tried to elaborate, I'd just be like fishing once more into the ether, and I'd probably fail again. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's all good. We're, we're all, uh, I mean, we, we live in the suburbs, but we're, you know, we're in Philly all the time for shows. And that, you know, even Philly being as close as it is, if you, it, it takes some adjusting. It can be culture shock at first because Philly's big. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's a lot to take in, let alone, I mean, God, for, I, I, I hate doing it, but I've traveled into New York a couple times, and that's a fucking nightmare. Yeah, I would want to do that. Oh, no, New York is hell. <laughs> it's absolute yeah, hell. It's, it's funny because the only people the only, the only people I've ever heard say that they really love New York are just, like, the people who visited it. Mm. I've never I've never met anyone who, like, lives there who's been like, oh, it's great. I love it here. They're all just like, dude, this place sucks. Get me out of here. It's expensive, and everything's filthy, and everyone's crazy. And I'm like, well, move. <laughs> Like yeah, go me. somewhere else. Yeah. Hey, all right. Well, we're kind of getting off into the weeds talking about uh, <laughs> talking about city living here. Uh, I'm just so, saying, if you could afford to live in New York, you could probably afford to move. Yes, that is that is usually true. Um, but we don't want to hold you up forever, man. Is is there anything else you yeah. wanted to discuss? Anything you had in mind? I uh, just, uh, you know, if not, it's playing near you. Come check it out. I yeah. guess that's all I've got. I mean, keep us updated. <laughs> Thank you guys for liking the album and, and digging in and supporting it and getting interested in the process. That's really cool. Well, I mean, that's that's what that's what we do. Like our whole our whole yeah. deal is to make sure that like those hometown heroes don't stay in those hometowns. That's badass. Yeah. yeah man keep us updated on on what you guys are doing uh you know once you start touring we'll we'll certainly try to hype it a little bit oh, especially yeah. if uh if you can make it out here to the east coast i know that's uh the tall order for a touring band right. on the other side of the country but if you get out here we'd love to uh we'd love to come see a show i'm, I'm really curious what it'll sound like live with uh i mean you were saying like there's, you know, it sounds a little different having uh, other people play it. So I think that'd be really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Well, all I can say is from what I heard, it's bad. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very big, very thunderous. So, I don't want to be like every band ever. Like, it sounds amazing. Our new album is the new, the new shit. You gotta check it out. But, but it is. So. <laughs> Fucking hey, man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> stay in touch. Uh, we'd love to have you back on next time you're you're doing something. Uh, you know, yeah. next release, whatever it is that you're doing. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, man. You wanna uh, you wanna shout out your your band camp or anything? Plug that shit. Sure. Yeah, that's not musicofficial.bandcamp.com, and that's not with two T's. N O T T. Musicofficial.bandcamp.com. 
All righty. Everyone awesome. heard that. Go over there and buy shit. That's right. Awesome. All right, Tyler. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, yeah thanks for coming. Easy, dude. Yeah, have a good one. Later.